Listener Production. There are now four weeks to go until the referendum where we're all being asked to vote if we want to change the constitution by adding a section about an Indigenous voice. As you'll see in the wording when you go to vote on October 14, the voice is a body that would make representations to government on matters relating to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people. The composition of the voice would be decided by the parliament. Now, recent polling has shown that the Yes campaign is going to lose, but polls can be wrong and people's minds can change. There's still four weeks where people can change and that's what Noel Pearson's trying to do at the moment. Anyone who's a soft no, he's willing to sit down and talk to them and he's made the time to come into the briefing studio. Noel Pearson, thank you for joining us here on The Briefing. Why do you think the Yes campaign is struggling to win Australians over? I don't think we're struggling. I think we're in a phase where Australians now are concentrating on the question at hand. We have a very solid Yes foundation to build on. Our challenge over the next four weeks is to confirm the situation with the soft yeses. The soft noes are also amenable. I'm finding that two out of every three conversations that I have with the soft noes are converts. Really? You just, you answer the misrepresentations and the misconceptions that they have, for example, about the question of equality. Mm-hmm. You know, it's isn't it unequal to recognise... Are you dividing by race? Dividing by race. It's one of the key it? arguments. All of those key questions, when you answer them honestly and sincerely and you point out, well, that there were people here before 1788 and to recognise that they were here mm-hmm. is not an inequality to the people who came afterwards. It's just a recognition of a historical fact. But we would be treating Indigenous people differently by giving them their own voice, wouldn't we? no. Because the original omission was in the original constitution. We were given special treatment Mm. in 1901. We got special mistreatment Mm. in 1901 in that we were excluded from the constitution. But didn't we deal with that in 67? In relation to the counting in the census, yes, and in relation to the federal parliament's power to legislate, that was done via a race clause. We were put into the Constitution via the race clause, section 5126, mm-hmm. which, make, which means the Parliament has right to make special laws about Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people. Now, there's a potential that the Parliament may make laws that are detrimental to Aboriginal people. Mm and treat Aboriginal people unequally compared to the rest of the population, we're putting in a voice to make sure that whenever the parliament exercises that power, they hear our views Mm. about whether those laws are appropriate and whether we think that they'll be beneficial and so on. One argument is that we already have 11 Indigenous MPs in our federal parliament. Why are those voices not enough? And that is a very great thing. And from time Mm. to time, those numbers will fluctuate. For great many decades, we had zero. Mm. And then we had Senator Bonner. The Liberal Party put up a Senate Mm. candidate in Queensland. It was a very great thing. But at all times, those MPs, they are Indigenous people, but they represent their electorate. Mm. You know, their first loyalty has to be the electorate that they represent. Okay, so when you sit down with the soft nose, 
How do you go on the detail argument? Because that's been one of probably the most compelling arguments. And people say, well, you haven't told us how many people will be on The Voice. You haven't told us how they'll be chosen or elected. And I know that this is how it works with constitutional change. They're broader statements in the constitution that are then set out in much more detail in legislation. But the challenge for you is you're trying to convince Australians to take a leap of faith. No, the real detail here is in the actual provision that we're voting on. That's where the detail is. It's answered in the last clause in the alteration that we're voting on. It says the parliament shall have power to make laws. That is always the case. Mm -hmm. In other words, the parliament furnishes details about composition functions, powers and procedures. And and you can't have it both ways, you know. You either give the parliament that responsibility or I determine up front what the details are. It's like the ABC. ABC is under legislation. There's a charter, yeah. Has a charter hanging off a constitutional power. Mm-hmm exercised by the parliament in 1932, amended in 42, completely scrapped and replaced in 1983. So that's how the voice will work. We'll have legislation, hopefully next year, that is under this power that we're voting Mm. on. And then, you know, a few years' time, the parliament might decide, oh, let's tweak this. This part's not Mm. working so well. Let's amend it. And, uh, And the parliament will forever have the power to do so. So last week there was a controversy around Professor Marcia Langton, um, one of your colleagues, working really hard on the Yes campaign. There was audio of her saying that no campaign arguments were based in racism and stupidity. Another tape said that hard no voters were spewing racism. Did that harm the campaign? Oh, you know, this is a, a very um, long campaign. It's a trying campaign for everyone. Mm. I think the best way to deal with the no voters, particularly the soft no's, is to take their objections and their concerns Mm. and anxieties seriously and to answer their problems and questions honestly. Mm. That is my best approach, to treat them with respect, to assume from the outset, no matter what you think, you should assume that those questions that Australians have are in good faith no matter how sometimes they, they they might be put in a way that that might seem offensive to you as a campaigner. Have you been offended along the way? Well, I'm more saddened, really, are you? when people say, oh, why should we recognise the people who were here before 1788? I get sad about that. Yeah. So there's been some high-profile Indigenous no-campaigners and you've acknowledged that Senator Jacinta Napajimpa-Price has had a huge influence by convincing the Nationals and then the Liberals to oppose The Voice. Will it be disappointing for you if it's an Indigenous person or a small group of Indigenous people who actually shoot down The Voice? I, I, I The only thing standing between us and success is lack of knowledge of the provision. If we get people to focus on the actual words, ignore the kind of controversy, what I call controversy bombs, right? Right. They've got an arsenal of them and they're going to let more of them loose. It's like all Mexicans are rapists. That's a controversy bomb, right? It's It's outrageous. It's there to distract people. 
it's there to take the debate off into another direction. Is that what Jacinda Price Whereas, is doing, like Donald where, Trump? I mean, the campaign's doing that. The, the no campaign so is like doing Trumpism. it. like Trumpism? They're doing all kinds of things to distract um, us from the, the real issue. And the real issue is these 92 words. That's what we're voting you, on. You're holding it up on a business card yeah. there. It's that small. <laughs> yeah. 92 words. And I said to a little forum at the Oz last week or the week before, you put the Geiger counter on this and it's inert. It's safe. That nothing's going to go off when you, you know, there's nothing that's not safe about this. Two chief justices of the High Court, former chief justices, put the due diligence on this. This is a, a upholds the Constitution, it's safe, and it's something that Australians can vote on with full confidence that we're going to uphold the Constitution and recognise Indigenous people at the same time. If it's a no, no, what do you do next? Do you push for a vote on a voice in legislation? Oh, come on, mate. You don't um, want to go I'm there I'm looking yet? at the summit. So four weeks to go. I'm getting a sense that you're giving this everything you've got. How does it turn around from here? What has to happen? Four weeks is the kind of average length of a federal election campaign in terms of, you know, and, and every day will be hard fought. We have got a message of optimism, unity and uh, hope. You know, we've always been underdogs. Aboriginal people have been underdogs in the history of this country and everything we've ever gained has been because we've placed faith in the Australian people. Well, you know, we preserved the Mabo decision mm. through the Native Title Act when everybody said we wouldn't be able to. We were in a more kind of parlous position than we are now. We have real reason to believe the Australian people will go with us. We're the underdog in this race, but we've got four magnificent weeks to go where we will build the momentum. I think Australians don't want to maintain the status quo. Who would want to? It's too miserable. Indigenous people are suffering. Children have no futures. Youth are spilling over juvenile justice institutions and causing strife in neighbourhoods and towns and cities. You know, that's not a scenario we want for our young people. We want them to be a part of Australia, to participate in the benefits of being Australian and, and of course, the trajectory of our people in jail, you know. The, the, the numbers of our people in jail compared to the rest of Australia is just obscene. We can turn it around. Will this improve it? Will the Absolutely. voice improve that? I, I, if there's anything I'm convicted about, it is that we're going to turn around those numbers, we're going to turn around child protection numbers, juvenile justice numbers and adult incarceration numbers, something that we haven't been able to do in 30 years since the Royal Commission into Aboriginal Deaths in Custody told us that the representation is way too high. I believe the voice is absolutely critical to better outcomes on those numbers, and we'll do it. We'll do it when the government listens to us and the parliament listens to us and we're able to engage in a partnership, partnership with the powers that be so that they can direct their resources and the programs and the investments of government towards the thing that we know can help turn around these problems. Noel, great to speak to you. Thanks for coming on The Briefing. Hey, thank you, mate. That was Noel Pearson, leading Indigenous Yes campaigner and architect of The Voice. 
And later this week here on The Briefing, we're planning to bring you an interview with a leading Indigenous No campaigner. So um, it's going to be a very interesting week. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed that interview with Noel Pearson, we'd love you to share it with your friends on Instagram or Facebook or any other social media platform. Thank you for listening. Listener.